0: Good afternoon, Carl. Afternoon, Martin. We're still alive.
1: I don't know about the other two, though.
0: No, but why I say we're still alive is we haven't been blown to bits in a nuclear holocaust.
1: I'm waiting for the scene out of the Terminator where they're all in the playground and then they just get engulfed by this nuclear apocalypse because, well, I say our commander-in-chief, the American commander-in-chief has been... uh, He's been missiling a couple of people over in Iran.
0: Yeah, I think me and you are the people to fix this. Now, this is the problem. We've got two terrorist states. <laughs> yes, <laughs> America and Iran. They're both as bad as each other. They are. I've um, gobbing off at each other. And it is like a playground scene where, you know, my dad's bigger than your dad. And, yeah. that, and that sort of nonsense. So this so Soleimani or something, for whatever reason, they took him out. But Iran's... They give it a lot of talk about there would be this huge revenge and everything. And yet what they're saying is that when they targeted the US bases in Iraq, they made sure, or they were, must have been pretty sure, because Iran's intelligence services are pretty shit hot. Yeah. Uh, they must have been pretty sure that nobody was going to get hurt when they fired these missiles.
1: Because if they'd killed a single American in that missile attack, I think it would have all kicked off.
0: Uh, yeah, big time. Big time. But this whole thing with the um, aeroplane, horrendous tragedy. Yeah, it was unbelievable. There was like a couple of days where Iran was saying, right, there's no way that that plane was hit by a missile. Absolutely impossible. And it's just the Western world playing psychological warfare games. And then I woke up the following morning, read the news and said, yeah, we did it. Sorry. It was an accident, which I knew straight away it had been an accident. There's no, they had nothing to gain. Absolutely nothing to gain by taking out a civilian jet like that. So, yeah, they would never, ever have going to have done that on purpose. But the question I find somebody asked on Tinternet was, why was a plane allowed to take off? In when you think about the fact that Iran had fired missiles at the American bases, and they were expecting um, missiles to come flying back, yeah, so the air was going to be full of missiles from somebody. So why did they say, "Yeah, you're all right, go on take off."
1: Was it a Ukrainian plane?
0: It was, yeah
1: so that means that obviously Russia has got a stake in this now that I know it I mean Ukraine is basically Russia. I'm pretty sure they are next Ukraine recently so it's it was a stupid decision. They should have grounded those planes until they were absolutely sure. There would have been no retaliation, that the talks had calmed down a little bit. I know it's a little bit of an inconvenience, but you have to think of the people's lives in that situation and how long you could potentially prolong a flight floor. If they'd done it by an extra day, would the same thing have happened? Because now we've lost 135 people. There were a couple of Brits on that plane as well, all for nothing, all because these two bell ends are arguing with each other. And you cannot, people contest what Trump did. I mean that, that that general from Iran was a bastard. <laughs> oh the yeah, he killed
0: thousands of his own people, American people, everything. Yeah, he did. Some he had to go one yeah. way or another. But
1: we mentioned this when we were talking about it. Before. That was a statement from Trump, as if to say, "We can get you wherever you are, whenever. We're not worried about doing it delicately. We're just going to missile you in front of everyone, just to show what we're capable of." They could have done it a little, they could have been a bit more subtle about it. I mean, I suppose they weren't so subtle in the past when they executed uh, Saddam Hussein in front of everyone. But they tend to do these sorts of things and it's just going to cause another problem. It's just going to have, instead of being the war in Iraq, it's just going to be the war in Iran now. And back in November, I think, early December, there were, there were a few news articles about Iran finding new oil fields that were worth hundreds of billions of dollars and then all of a sudden Trump decides to missile someone in Iran.
0: But as quickly as it escalated, it's de escalated also really, now. really yeah. quickly. Because Iran of sort of they're really sort of apologetic at the moment. Uh, I suppose it makes sense in that they lost a lot of people of their own on that flight. Yeah. Because it was like 100-odd and odd Iranians on there, because even the ones that sort of live in Canada were Iranians that had gone home for Christmas to see family and stuff, yeah. and they were now going back to college, university, their jobs or whatever, so it was a huge blow for Iran itself, and, and there's thousands of them now demonstrating on the Iranian streets they want the Ayatollah Khomeini out, and all this sort of stuff. It, so, so they've taken a massive hit them, themselves.
1: I mean, in a way, the... Missiling of this jet has kind of overshadowed the initial aggression. Yeah. And I think we can just, let's just draw a line in the sand. Excuse me, you know, we, the Americans killed someone, Iran blew up the plane. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Stop now. now. Let's just draw the line in the sand. They've both committed terrible things, whether you can justify them or not. And then just, let's just call it a day. Let's see what proceedings happen afterwards to reprimand both countries. And then let's all carry on. We don't need another Iraq war in Iran.
0: But the biased opinions as well where people condemned Trump all over the Internet saying he's gone into another country and killed somebody. Didn't ask permission to go into that country. Just went in there on foreign soil and carried out basically you know, an execution or, or whatever. Um and he's been condemned partly for it. Obama done the same thing. Now when Obama went into Pakistan and got bin Laden, he was a hero. Yeah. People were applauding what he did and everything, because he's Obama.
1: Both of them People are just look, as bad as Yeah, and other. they're
0: criticizing Trump for doing something, which is what Obama did, who got praised for it. The only thing it's nonsense. Trump is unfortunate in that he picked
1: a target and it's been publicised. The amount of drone strikes that both Trump and Obama signed off behind closed doors that nobody has any knowledge of, it's in the hundreds. And we're not talking about single drone strike strikes to kill single targets. We're talking multiple targets in multiple locations. I'm pretty sure there's been civilian losses because they don't give a shit about the people that could get hurt. They just want to take out those people they deem a threat to a national security. So they've killed thousands and thousands of people behind closed doors. So one person doesn't really make that much of a difference in the long scheme, to be honest, because they've killed thousands.
0: Uh, yeah, and Obama went into Libya, Yeah, interfering with what's going on in, in Libya, and they've got to mess that to know to be later.
1: Yeah, with the civil war and whatever, was a disaster. So I don't think... Yes, you can chastise Trump for killing one person, but people shouldn't focus on the one-person that he's killed. You should look at every president and all the things they've been done behind closed doors and realise and accept that this is a normal thing.
0: Where do you think it's going to go? I mean, we talked about World War III earlier on and initially it sort of looked like it could have gone in that direction because they always said the predictions always were when they that uh, World War III will start in the Middle East. Somebody yeah. will fire something at Israel and it'll all kick off from there and people will be firing nukes all over the place. That, that's, that's what people have been talking about is that This is
1: more of a West versus East thing now. So all the Eastern Bloc countries will probably band together. Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, and and all these other places. They'll band together as one. You'll have everyone in the West supporting each other. So that's Europe, North America, South America, and whatever. We'll all band together against the East. And we'll just nuke the shit out of each other. But ultimately, I mean... People can say what they want about America. They spend more on their military than some other countries combined. I wouldn't want to go up against them in a a military nuclear-style war because they've probably got so many nukes. If they pressed the red button now, I'd imagine they could make half the planet disappear overnight, and I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that.
0: No, well, because you know that China and Russia would just fire back straight away. Yeah. And then there's, there's nothing left. There's There's nothing, nothing left. Left. and yeah. you wouldn't want to survive it because I looked at the map months ago about where they predicted that um nukes would be fired in into this country and it would be Cardiff and Swansea and we are right in the middle we're right in the middle so even if we survive the blasts then what are we surviving as such you know we're not going to get any food or bloody water water is going to be contaminated we can't get any food from anywhere. Like all all the transport and everything's going to be shut down.
1: We're just going to slowly whittle away.
0: And then, yeah, depending on which way the direction the wind's blowing, we're all going to end up with uh, radiation poisoning and stuff. So we just, if we didn't get killed in a blast, we'd have a long, miserable death.
1: Well, I look at some of the people that are left living in Chernobyl and those little villages around there. And it's utterly depressing, yeah, they're living on their own. There's no infrastructure for them because it's all been devastated, or people have migrated away. They've got a little plot of land to themselves where they barely make anything they they're barely surviving they're on you know they they are literally clinging on for their life, but then when you go you know like a hundred miles in either direction, you're in the middle of you know some 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 quite nice cities. But they're stuck in the middle, just fend for their lives. And do you really want to live a life where you're just clinging on on a daily basis? You go from what we are now to what we would have been, you know, tens of thousands of years ago. It's just not worth it.
0: You can buy survival kits on the internet, where you just chuck a like a like a bug out bag. Where you could just chuck the rucksack on your back in the event of a natural disaster or a war, or whatever, and you can just piss off to the woods, and there's enough to survive in there. But what, what, what would be the point?
1: What are you surviving
0: for? Yeah, I, there's nothing to go back to. Yeah. I, I couldn't sleep in the woods. There'd be spiders. Yeah. Are you the same? You don't like spiders. And they're going to be even worse now because they're going to mutate because
1: of all the radiation. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be spiders and then there's going to be fucking nuclear fallout spiders.
0: Uh, yeah, huge thing with more than eight legs.
1: Yeah, they got like 16 legs. They've got mandibles the size of this table. Oh, fuck. I taught myself, I'm not... If I If I had to choose between... Killing myself and living on a daily basis with spiders the size of a house. (laughs)
0: Ah, fuck it. Just kill me now. Well, if we get enough warning about the chance of a nuclear attack, I'm using my bus pass to get to Cardiff or Swansea so that I'm in the middle of it when it goes off. So there's nothing left for me to worry about. Yeah, you'll just dissolve into nothingness. Yeah, we should do that. We should
1: go, ah, fuck it. We'll grab a couple of... I don't know, we'll grab a drink. We'll have a nice meal beforehand. We'll sit there, and as you can see, the nuclear fallout coming. We'll toast each other, and then we'll just dissolve yeah. into nothing. Because you look at all these nuclear apocalypse TV shows and the theory behind it. It takes hundreds and hundreds of years to rebuild civilization and the infrastructure and in society, and it's a hard slog because it goes. It gets to the point where people go back to that tribal mentality, and they just sort of everyone's just killing each other, and you know. Food is scarce, everything's irradiated. Do you really want to live a life like that? I'm too old now, and I'm only 33, saying that. I'm comfortable, <laughs> I've got a nice house. You know, I'm setting my ways. I mean, you're twice my age, yeah. so I'm
0: not pushing you around. No, it's all done. It's time finished. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it would probably be a welcome relief now. <laughs> to be fair, we'd probably have to eat too yeah if that's, that's okay enough. yeah i have done my bits for society it's the only thing i have done for society <laughs> but, so <laughs> I can go on a good note but I, I, I'd I,
1: hate it and I, and I think they're realising that the entire world is opposed to any sort of n- any wide scale world war at this point so I'd like to think that they're just going to de-escalate the situation and we can all go on with our lives I hope because Trump's been impeached I don't know what that means doesn't seem to have changed anything at the moment, I don't know how long his term is left now. I think it's this year.
0: Well, the voting will be this year, so it's usually November this year. And then the new one gets sworn in, I think it's January or February next year. and it might be January. So he's got about a year to go now.
1: I, th- I don't think he's going to be re-elected.
0: But who's going to take his place? I mean, you know, as far as we're concerned, it's Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. But Andrew Yang's gone up for it, that. He's a tech millionaire, billionaire, whatever. Um.
1: well, the candidates that are they're bringing in now actually seem like people that should be presidents. You know, Andrew Yang and Chelsea Garbad are actually pretty they're pretty competent people. I think she was in the military, so she's got the Patriots and mm. all the Americans Americans on their side. He's a tech billionaire, so he's 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 very, very intelligent. He's talking about systems with universal, income and you know preparing for an automated future so he's got a lot of people on his side as well so you're looking at them as people and their policies and their background as you know as individuals they've got different things to offer from different viewpoints so it'll be interesting to see what people choose and they can actually have an intelligent conversation and debate (laughs) about their future and the future of the country rather than Donald Trump just slagging off Hillary Clinton it was like being back in school it's like vote it's like a popularity contest in school where you just slag each other off to slander each other
0: i was reading an article this morning on on the bbc news site and one of the things they said on there was about the stuff that he gets slagged off all the time trump and yet he's he's made a big big changes in america he's achieved a lot of course, those that hate Trump will hate Trump. So they'll yeah. never admit that, that he's made big changes, he's improved the economy, he's made huge improvements to a lot of things. But, of course, the Trump haters will always be Trump haters. And I don't and think
1: those changes get publicised. No, at.
0: and and the, the, the journalist himself said, make no mistake, things would have been a lot worse under Hillary Clinton. Yeah, But people won't accept that. Well, it was it, She's a woman. So all the women were voted for Hillary Clinton. It didn't matter if she had horns sticking out of her head.
1: Well, she did. She got a fucking wig on that covers those, (laughs) and she's a horrible person. I I know that people want to have their first. So Obama was the first black president. People are often overshadowed by how sort of they refer to him as the cool president. You know, he's got he's got he oozes charm. He's great with people. He comes off as this wonderful person. He, he was bombing civilians exactly. and everything else behind closed doors. He's not an angel.
0: He's a great statesman in that he knew how to behave and, and you know he, he had an elegance about him and an eloquence.
1: He knew how to play the game and he played it well. Yeah. He made the public think that he was an angel and then behind closed doors he signed all these deals for companies to ravage through our personal data and he signed off all these strikes to all these countries. He was by far... Um, You know, no angel. He didn't... What did he do for America? Did he really change the country that much? It seemed to be pretty bad going into the Trump era. I know he had Obamacare, and I don't know how well that worked out. But...
0: But the population fell for the I'm the Great Statesman Act.
1: Yeah, they fell for the facade. And And, And how wonderful he was. And that's what happened a little bit with Donald Trump. You know, he started playing up, acting like that teenager in school. He started slagging Hillary off. He's on twitter mouthing off to people all the time and he's just he's garnered popularity just by being a bit of a knob but hillary clinton she might not have been great in front of the cameras but she was or she was the devil incarnate she would have sold everyone off to corporations and businesses she gave no shits about your personal rights or your anything she would have sold everything and everything to whoever she wanted to so But people oversaw that just because she's a woman. We want a woman in charge. Women can do it better. Nobody can really do that job properly. It doesn't matter what gender you are. There's always an agenda to people getting put in that position. And, you know, maybe we should have someone more logical running the country. You know, scientists or people that can actually predict the future of the country based on the truth. And and what they'll all say is there's too many people on the planet. We've got to do something about the, the amount of people. Because that's the biggest problem. There's too many people in America and you can't service them all. So when the stats go up to say, you know, poverty's on the rise, it's just because there's too many people, you know, being born every year. How do we get rid of them? How do we sort out the population? This Countries can sustain themselves for a certain number of people. And then after that, it just, it just gets too much. Like what they call the boomers, they flourished because there weren't that many people. That's you know? me, isn't it? I, I think I'm a boomer. I think you're a boomer. Yeah, yeah. so they were... Like people talk about how they could leave school and walk into a job because there was plenty of jobs available. And that's the case. You know, people would leave school, they'd get a job, they'd have money, they would spend that money, and then the country flourished because there was people spending money that they were earning. Businesses grew, the economy grew, etc. Now there's too many people. There's no way you can leave school and walk into a job. People are fighting for even minimal wage jobs now. Because there's not enough to go around, and they always skirt around the fact that there's just too many people, and you need to have a plan to control the population. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse and worse on a yearly basis. Gladiatorial games are my solution. <laughs> I'm not winning a lot of traction yet, but it's a profitable endeavor. People love to see bloodshed. I'd go watch. People, you know, we should instead of having prisons packed full of prisoners that are costing the economy X number of dollars. Every year, we talk about overcrowding and all that. Stick them in an arena. Whoever survives, they can live.
0: Is this just prisoners?
1: It's going to start off as prisoners, and Ve- then vegans. Well, they're oh, going to no, be no. weak. They're, and they're not going to f- win anything, are they? They're just going to be weak and frail, and it's going to be <laughs> boring. Might as well just feed those to the lions. <laughs> um, but it would. St- I mean, the serious thing is that the prisoners take up a lot of our economy. They, they, yeah. you spend a lot of money. On these degenerates of society, a lot of them can't be, um, they can't be rehabbed or whatever the word is for that. They they go through these programs. None of them are going to turn out to be better citizens. So just get rid of them. Why why are we wasting our time trying to rehabilitate people that we can't rehabilitate? Just accept the fact they're going to be who they are. Just get rid of them. Why why are we paying for these people to not get any better?
0: What about the human rights outcry that would they would be about this? Oh, or do we put them in first?
1: Oh, where's my fucking violin? Like, um, they're cl- they're clamouring for human rights of people who have taken the human rights <laughs> yes, of other people. Exactly. So if you murder someone, the human rights activists are fighting for the murderer's right to live, even though they've taken a life themselves. It's like, why are they given that privilege to live? If you've taken someone else's life, just fucking kill them. Just get rid of them. Why, why are we, why are we wasting time? It's just like having meetings and work. I'm on a rant now. <laughs> yeah, I can see that you've got all these simple problems that can be resolved by a simple conversation or a simple action. Yet they're drawn out to make people look like they're achieving something. <laughs> if you kill someone, you automatically forfeit your life. Obviously, there's some there's some mitigating circumstances. If you kill someone in self defence or any sort of defensive act, then. That's fine. You know, you're just defending yourself. It's either kill or be killed. Fine. But if you're a murderer and you go out murdering people and you're guilty, you die. End of story. None of this faffing around with prisons and overpopulation. Just start getting rid of people. It's a simple solution.
0: Well, if you've got then a serial killer, right? A Charles Manson type person. Um, And then you put him in the gladiatorial ring with somebody else and he wins his fight. What happens then? Is he allowed back out?
1: Oh no! He just—he's allowed to live in prison. We'll then go. Okay, you've because when you think about it, if you've got twenty of those prisoners in, and you offer one to spend the rest of the life in prison, you've just eliminated nineteen people. So you can say, okay, fair enough. We'll pay for you. So we're reducing the prison population by you know about ninety-five percent, say, and those five percent who have proven themselves to be worthy, they can stay. They can pat themselves on the back. They can have prison food and we'll we'll pay for them, mainly because of the entertainment value of watching them kill 19 other people. It's a bit barbaric, but at the end of the day, we're only slightly evolved from monkeys. You know, monkeys are very violent. We're a violent Mm -hmm. species and people try to suppress that. Yes, we've evolved a lot in this culture, but fundamentally there's a reason why people love watching car crashes when they go past. There's a reason why we love violent sports and violent movies because we're just chimps in clothes. So why not bring that back? Plus, you know, it's revenue for the country. You're spending, you're generating revenue from the event itself, and you're saving money at the same time by getting rid of all these prisoners. It's a win-win situation.
0: But aren't, aren't we? Is this supposed to be bits in the bottom of this glass of water? I don't think so. Or are they just bubbles. I think it's bubbles and maybe. I bloody hope it's bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you've drunk something. Yeah. Something weird out of there okay so we're supposed to be the human race supposed to be going to a more um peaceful and meditative type of 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 race where we're trying to get away from wars and we're trying to stop eating animals and stuff and you're taking the opposite approach now and say yeah throw them all in to kill themselves to death well i'm being a realist (laughs) people are
1: looking into the future to think that they can have some sort of utopian society where we're all hugging and everyone loves each other and we're all this hippie dippy commune. Well, that's never gonna happen. You know, there's people are always gonna be bad. There, there are so many problems you have to resolve first before you can have this perfect society. People have to be perfect parents. They have to have the perfect lives to then imprint that on their perfect children. You know, a lot of the problems we have now comes from how people are parented. If you've got abusive parents, it's very likely that you're gonna abuse your children and then they're gonna abuse their children and the cycle of abuse continues. There's so many things. That we have to resolve. In the short term, let's just acknowledge that. And, you know, watching people batter each other is quite cathartic. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a complete a psychopath. But, you know, a lot of people who watch combat sports, like boxing, very violent. UFC, take that to another level. You know, people are getting elbowed and kicked and kneed and people love watching knockouts yeah. and people getting knocked out.
0: It's huge audiences it's for, huge. For, for this.
1: And I can imagine watching... You know, back in the day when there were Roman gladiatorial games, the entire city would go to watch mm. these things. They were, you know, a countrywide event. So why why not see what happens?
0: But you're gonna you know, like you have in boxing, you'll have weight classes. Yeah. What about um in in your gladiatorial prisoner games? What would be the classes there? Because if you've got some psycho Charles Manson character up against a guy that didn't pay his parking fine and he's only in prison for two days
1: I mean, there would be is certain levels. You wouldn't necessarily, you know, if a guy is in there for not paying his parking fine, I don't <laughs> think he's quite going to be in the arena. I mean...
0: He's costing us money to keep.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah, fuck it. Put him in against
1: Charles it, Brown, so <laughs> Next time we think... Well, you won't have to think about not paying his license again because you won't have an ed. Yeah. But I think there there has to be certain levels of criminals that shouldn't be allowed to stay in prisons, and I certainly think that murderers are one. So you get all the murderers together, all the pedos are fighting the lions anyway, so they're not going to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have t- a tiered system then, where the, you know, the the hardened criminals will fight the hardened criminals, so the winner would be this sort of like super criminal. And then maybe we can utilise them. If, if a war does break out, who do you want to send to war? All these... The generations of you know these soft snowflakes, or this hardened criminal, just send them off to another country and get them, let them wreck them.
0: Would they have? Yeah, would they have like for winning? If they've just sort of they've sort of the championship, the the, the contest is like amongst this last man standing, basically out of yeah. 20, 20 criminals. Is he getting a special? special room. Is he having his room sort of done up, nice telly and play, nope. PlayStation and stuff? Park's standard prison cell. His, being his, a celebrity.
1: His reward for surviving is just being allowed to survive in a normal prison. Okay. So that will reduce the prison population but they don't get no benefits. Their life is their benefit should they worth
0: You've got them. this sorted, Carl. I've I, thought about it a lot. I'm tempted to vote you in as, as Prime Minister.
1: I would. I'd be saving the economy 95% of what they're spending now on rehabilitating prisoners.
0: And then there's the television
1: rights. Then there's the television rights to it. So we'd be making billions of pounds Mm. from the advertising that would come from that, you know, because you're gonna want to have gladiators wearing Coca-Cola tops, you know, sponsored by whomever else.
0: So all the extra money is going into the NHS and and, and education.
1: Education, NHS. So it's the balance. Do you want to accept the you know, pretty much the mass eradication of prisoners to benefit the country, or do you want to keep paying for all these people that don't deserve to live?
0: The dead bodies are going where? Feeding pigs or back into the food chain? Back to the lions. We'll
1: give them to the lions and the pigs.
0: So we're looking after the animals now so as we're well. we're looking after the animals as Christ, well. Christ, you fixed this, Carl.
1: I've got this, this all sorted. brilliant. And all it needs is a mass slaughter of all prisoners. You know, the entire eradication of all these prisoners that are just wasting time in our prisons and costing us money can solve so many problems.
0: Wow. Are you going to create a, a, a like a party now? What would the party be called?
1: I don't know. I've got to think long and hard about that. Maybe the Roman party or I, I can be the new Caesar, but then you've got to keep me under control. Little <laughs> <Hill> Caesar. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I'll get hungry with power and I'll start doing that, but... I mean I, there's got to be something that needs to be done that there's too many people there's too many different systems wasting time all these human rights are going too far now and you know mother nature didn't intend for people to grow into populations like this that's why they had all these diseases and all these things to keep the population under control but we've we're managing to go past that now we're almost one up on mother nature and we just we keep spreading and spreading and spreading there's less money to go around because there's so many people mm. There's got to be something done.
0: And how far are you willing to go as leader of the Roman party? Are you going to, like, a toga and, and weird parties? Toga, um, someone to feed me grapes. Caligula-esque sort of thing where there's just orgies going on? and
1: Well, you know, there's got to be some privileges <laughs> to be the head of this organization. So, you know, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> but I'm definitely getting rid of all the prisoners that's my first, maybe the poli- the politicians will be in there for sure. They're going to be fighting each other. I want to see Corbyn versus uh, Mr. No Mr. Bean is Corbyn. I don't know what the other one is called. Raggy doll. <laughs> Boris Johnson, that's the one.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's going in, is he?
1: He's, that'll, that'll be the first one. That'll be the first premier fight.
0: I think he'd last a few rounds because he's, oh, he, he's quite fit. He used to play rugby and ride bikes. He's and, a stocky
1: bugger. Yeah. He'd crush Corbyn. Corbyn's a weedy little snake. <laughs> we so that would be the first event and then you bring in all the prisons afterwards then. it would be utter carnage but the economy will stabilise, the pound will go up the British economy will soar with all the extra money, people will get the care they need for all the money being re- reinvested in the NHS but they just have to accept the sacrifice of all these people dying and that's where we are now, I, I know it sounds a little bit of extreme when it's a joke <laughs> but we're getting to the point in society now Where we're trying to cater for everyone we want all these prisoners to have all these human rights and all this money spent on keeping them alive but then we can't accept that there's budget cuts for the nhs where do you want the budget to go either you take all the money off these prisoners and pump it into the nhs or you balance the books and they each get their equal share of what you think they deserve there's just not enough money to go around and there's too many people there's too many prisoners so You've got to pick where the money goes. And I can guarantee if 90% of the population want to choose the NHS over prisoners, because I would imagine they would, then you're going to have to accept this fact that all well, these prisoners are going to die. So whose who's life do you value more? The people who shouldn't have all this money for committing these horrific crimes or the NHS who are helping people survive, legitimate law-abiding citizens survive on a daily basis.
0: And uh, so, um, Would you draw the line that just prisoners or do you think there's other sort of of society that could also be chucked in there anyway for example those that are not man or woman um this week but they're identifying as a penguin It's <laughs> right like right. o- off off to the newport coliseum for you fuck i just send them to the north pole it's like
1: are you a penguin yeah right well <laughs> fuck off with all the other penguins in the north pole because i won't i haven't got time for penguins <laughs> in my society i'm not a zookeeper and you know i wouldn't be bailing out all these businesses if the banks go bankrupt it was their fault for being fucking corrupt morons.
0: This is great. We started off fixing the Iran-USA uh, problem.
1: I know, I know. Now I'm a genocidal Roman <laughs> maniac. <laughs> Maybe I mean, it's the Ptolbot in me. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I think we will have to end out there. That was just just too funny. So we, we've come up with no solution to Iran and, a, a, and the USA's war. But we have fixed the overpopulation problem and we're getting rid of prisoners. I think that would be a good laugh, to be honest. Okay, I'm well, on a list now. I know I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that, um, Prime Minister Carl. Regular <laughs> signing uh, off. Look forward to the next <laughs> question time. Goodbye.
1: Cheers.